This is Pod With Me. UFOs, Unidentified Flying Objects There has been so much fuss about UFOs. Even Trump got a briefing on UFOs, but he said he doesn't particularly believe in them. So many people have seen them throughout the years, throughout the decades. Occasionally I've noticed things that were moving across the sky that were not planes or satellites. It was very intense bright lights. I keep hearing that over and over and over and they cut, they spanned a wide area. They're here. Ready. Are you ready? Let's go. Alex, are you ready to pod? Hey, 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 are you all ready? We are ready. Let's get to it. Ready. This is Alex J. Aguiar and you're listening to Pod With Me. UFOs have fascinated people for generations. And recently, they've been in the news with reports that the U.S. Navy is drafting new guidelines for pilots who witness unexplained aircraft because of the increased sightings. No distinct wings, no distinct tail, no distinct exhaust. It seemed like they were aware of our presence because they would actively move around us. To immensely bright lights, they hang out over the water. They are visible from outer space. It makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up a little bit. I remember telling my back seater, I said, dude, I don't know about you, but I'm a little weirded out. It's not a helicopter. It doesn't have rotor wash. There's no propulsion. There's no wings. It rapidly accelerates and disappears, like poof, gone. And some members of the U.S. Senate have also received classified briefings on UFO sightings from the Pentagon. And get this, more sightings have been spotted in the summer. I guess the, the aliens go on summer vacations, huh? <laughs> you have to remember that UFO is literally anything in the sky that can't be identified. Does that mean an alien life form? Maybe, maybe not. Even the United States Navy doesn't uh, say that outright, actually hedges its bets. It says these are unidentified aerial phenomena or uh, UFOs for, for right. any other. They're not actually saying extraterrestrial. They're saying, let's take a good look at this. And I think as a scientist, we have to uh, acknowledge this, that it's time to take a closer look. There's enough good reports by good observers. One yeah. would argue that pilots are pretty decent observers. If they're saying something they can't explain, maybe it's time to t take a closer look. And so why, I mean, because, I mean, as is, you, you study you study this, and in, and, and in some of the things that these uh, Navy pilots have said is they're looking at an object that is going down very, very low and then shooting up very, very high, unlike anything they've seen. I mean, you're saying we should be paying more attention, but why haven't we, though? Well, that's a good question. I think there's a stigma that's still attached to UFOs. Uh, but, you know, the United States Air Force finished its UFO study back in 1969 and 70. We haven't really had much input of what's going on. Uh, and now we have these Navy reports. In Canada, we actually have a better record of UFO sightings. We know mm -hmm. we have a fairly good record of things going back many, many years. In fact, just this past year, we've, have, we've had UFO reports by pilots. So uh, I think some people are taking a closer look. And I think maybe the United States Navy has decided maybe we should take a look at this too. So should we be asking ourselves, may, you know, is there something more out there beyond the planets, beyond the black holes? And, and, and I know we're investigating other universes, but perhaps there are other beings out there 
maybe they think we're the aliens. Also, you know, we have this innate quest are asking, are we alone in the universe? And we've just seen Thanos almost destroy the universe. So, um, <laughs> you know, maybe uh, we're so used to seeing aliens that it's time to, to say, hey, are they, are they really here? And, and it's time for science to take a closer look. You know, I think it is well beyond the Guardians of the Galaxy. That is for <laughs> sure. Chris Rutkowski, science writer and UFO specialist. <laughs> How far away are we talking here? Like, what is what is the closest that intelligent life could currently be, based on how much we've scanned yeah, the universe sure. so far? So we do, I mean, one of the revolutions of the last 10, 20 years in astronomy has been the discovery of all of these planets in a solar neighborhood and beyond. Um, the galaxy is about 100,000 light years across, to give you some sense of scale. And we have surveyed uh, fairly, fairly uh, well within about, I'd say, 2,000 light years of the sun looking for planets. And we now know that most stars have planetary systems around them. And something like 10% of those uh, stars, sun-like stars, have also Earth-like planets around them. So there is no shortage of Earth-like planets, of order of tens of billions, likely, in the Milky Way galaxy alone. Um, the nearest example is probably our nearest star, actually. Proxima Centauri is the nearest star. You can't actually see it in the sky because it's too faint. It's a red dwarf star, much smaller than the sun. Um, but it is the nearest star. It's just four light years away. And we now know that that has an Earth-like planet around it. Whether that planet truly is Earth-like, though, you know, does it actually have a, a habitable biosphere around it? Does it have liquid water on it? We don't know. We just know there's a planet there that is essentially the same mass as the Earth, and it has, in principle, the right distance from the star that it could have liquid water. Okay, so say that is where intelligent life is, a mere four light years away. So if they had sent us a signal, how long ago would they have sent that signal? So they, I mean, they, if they're continuously broadcasting it, then um, you know we would be able to see it at any time. All we'd have to do is just look up, and we'd be able oh, to see when, it. But when when did they make the? Call? It would be four years. I mean, if it's four light years, then radio, just like light, travels at the speed of light. So it would take four years for backwards uh, communication. So every text message we would send them, there would be, and you know, essentially we would send it. It would take four years to get there, then another four years to come back. So it'd be an eight-year turnaround time on on communication for us to get a reply when we send a message back. So that makes it very possible that we could have a little nice back and forth. But what happens if intelligent life is thousands of years away? Thousands of light years away? Yeah, that, that's when it gets hard. And, and this is where METI, you know, the, the, the messaging aspect is somewhat limited because we've only been producing radio waves for, what, 100 years, would you say, something like this? So only a 100 light year bubble around the Earth actually would be aware of our radio transmissions. Everybody else in the Milky Way, up to 100,000 light years away, they might be able to tell there's a habitable planet here, but they wouldn't know that we were producing radio waves because there hasn't been enough time for those radio waves to have reached them yet. So, um, yeah, certainly when you look at the grander scale of the Milky Way, it's a very limited volume of the Milky Way that would certainly know that we were uh, producing radio emissions. So, Catherine, tell us, if we, if we did get a signal that was from a planet thousands of light years away. How do we know that civilization is still existing? We don't. <laughs> so, I mean, that's one of the really difficult things. Um, so let's assume a signal does come in. And I think everything that you've said in terms of the content, et cetera, is super important. And there are also facets of the way that search is conducted that means that a signal would be somewhat averaged out. And so a lot of the content would simply drop out. So first of all, I think it's important to realize that content, if it is there, would be difficult to decipher. Um, and so anything that would conceivably tell us kind of the status of that civilization, we just really actually wouldn't have access to. And according to Satellite Internet, 
The top five states for UFO sightings are Washington, Montana, Vermont, Alaska, and Maine. And the five states with the fewest sightings are Texas, Louisiana, Georgia, Mississippi, and Alabama. It's not just the eyewitness testimony. It is, it is actual electro-optical data and radar returns. It's also people like uh, radar operators and air traffic controllers. So you believe that, that life from somewhere else, while you ran this program, came here, visited, observed. I will tell you unequivocally that that through the observation, scientific methodologies that were applied to, to look at this phenomena, that these aircraft, we'll call them aircraft, are displaying characteristics that are not currently within the U.S. inventory nor in any foreign inventory that, that we are aware of. So I know you're using, uh, you're being clear, but I mean, the answer is yes. Um, my personal, I can't speak on behalf of the government, obviously, okay. I'm, I'm not in the U.S. government anymore. My personal belief is that uh, there is very compelling evidence that we, uh, we may not be alone. My twin brother Jack and I and two of our friends uh, went on a camping trip and canoe trip uh, to Baxter State Park in northern Maine. The four of us decided to do some fishing out on the lake, so we piled into the canoe. After we made a great big bonfire, so we'd be able to find our way back. We're out in the water just a few minutes, and uh, Chuck saw this huge sphere of light. Okay, I was heading to a show in Vermont, and I look out the window, and all of a sudden I see this this thing. It looks like the Goodyear blimp. And this, these lights started flowing over it, and it's not a blimp uh, driving toward the farm about five miles away i saw lights in the sky pulled over and got out of the car to investigate my next conscious memory was landing very hard in the vehicle on the road i was going at least 60 miles an hour and had no but i had no muscular control i'm looking at it and i'm thinking Oh my god, it really is an alien spacecraft and it's gonna crash and all those creatures on board are gonna die. And when I thought that, they put a thought in my head and they said, no, it's all right. And we turned around and this thing was right in front of us. So Charlie flashes it with a flashlight and the minute he signals this thing, it starts moving towards us. I dropped the flashlight through the blade of the paddle into the water, and I started paddling as hard as I could. I locked my vision on the fire. And as we were going, Jack kept looking back, and he kept saying, it's gaining on us. And I remember thinking, well, this is, this is it. You know, we're not going to outrun this thing. That was the last thing that went through my mind before we found ourselves at the beach. Came into the house, very disturbed and discovered uh, within a few minutes that my ears were bleeding, presumably because my earrings were in backwards. I also uh, realized that I had an hour and a half or close to it uh, of time that I could not account for. It's 1.30 in the morning. It's 15 miles from where I started and it's three hours later. So there's no way I drove the whole way at five miles an hour. I got a lot of missing time there. When we went back to 
Our campfire, all that was left was embers. When we thought about that, it was, well, how did the fire go out in that short a time? I mean, 45 minutes tops, maybe? It was just something we could never really explain. It was a mystery. I thought I was having a nervous breakdown. I've thought that a lot of times. I know something is going on and I can't prove it to anybody. What do I do with that? Who do I tell? Nobody if I'm smart. Uh. <laughs> if you're a fan of Aliens, the movie, Sigourney Weaver had this to say when she was asked if she believed in aliens. Yes, I hope so. I would assume they'd come to my house. <laughs> so do you think they're real? Hmm. I just thought it was very interesting because it's been in the news lately and I hope you've enjoyed this special episode of Pod With Me. For more on Pod With Me, you can go to alexjaguiar.com. There, you can discover what platform works best for you to listen to the pod. And please follow us on our social media. On Instagram, we're Pod With Me. And on Facebook, we're Pod With Me AJA. This is Alex J. Aguiar, and until next time, don't fall off the pod. Credit.